Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me are my co-hosts, Sarah, Jacob, and Barry. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. All right, everyone. Guess we... what we're reviewing. Like, like you couldn't tell by <laughs> the, everyone nope. in the, world is the title. <laughs> Dunstan checks in too. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Labyrinth Returns. Oh, God. <laughs> They're making another Labyrinth. They are not. That they is... are. That is simply to keep you know, <laughs> labyrinth freaks at bay. That's all that Guess is. Guess what I'll want to review. <laughs> Raker, what are you trying to say? You'd rather go see Dunstan Checks In 2 than Labyrinth? Uh, labyrinth I, would, I, would, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I think I would rather see Dunstan Checks In 2. <laughs> Dunstan Checks In. The only movie to get straight 100s for me, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> Now to this silly little indie film. Yeah, this yeah, this, this uh, that silly... made no money, but we still want to talk about it. This uh, one point eight million budgeted uh, movie called Avengers Endgame. Apparently, I think wow. it's it's. Uh... Did you say one point eight million budget? That's that's right. Yeah. No, you did not say one point eight. Yep. Million. No, I'm million. just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait Obviously. a minute. I'm calling shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's like a little independent movie that was made on a shoestring budget, this Avengers Endgame movie. Uh, no, in fact, that would be a lie. Uh, this movie was made for a little more than $1.8 million. This movie was actually made for an estimated $400 million budget. Damn. That's, that's more plausible. Yeah. Is that, the, is that the biggest? You know what I mean? I, I actually, no. Uh, I think the officially it's, it's, no, it's, one of the one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, one of the last wow. ones. It was like four hundred and fifty million dollars budget. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, uh, the Avengers Endgame was released on April twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. It was written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. It was directed by Anthony and Joe Russo with a runtime of three hours and one minute. Uh, one, extra a, minute. one extra minute. One extra minute. As I said, a $400 million estimated budget, which could be higher than that. And if you factor in the cost of advertising, it's probably around 800 plus. Uh, box office, currently $393.9 million domestic, $948.7 million foreign for a global, ridiculously global haul so far of one billion three hundred and forty two million dollars and things only been out for like five days four days whatever so this is gonna yeah. hit two billion for sure you oh, this, almost yeah you can almost liken this movie as like the giant killer and the giant being star wars you know what i mean i'm sure we'll mm-hmm. i'm sure that comparison will be made later and throughout movie history but how about it like yeah, really? hasn't it passed force awakens now already uh no force Just awakens for... no I don't think Force Awakens is one of the few that broke two billion. billion. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
this could be the Avatar killer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think this could that's be that's the big because one. that's the big one to break. I think wow. that within. I don't think it will. I think it will. I think within okay. about ten days, it's going to hit two billion dollars, and I think after wow. that, it's going to find its way to get to. I think it's going to finish somewhere around two point nine, <sighs> maybe hit three. And how much was Avatar's total? Two point seven, I believe. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's two point seven, two point six or seven, but I think it's seven. Wow. So, uh, but I think this one can do it. I think it has the legs. It has the legs internationally too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah, gonna be crazy. That's true. This is one of the few movies I've heard people who aren't even big fans of like superhero movie genre and are wanting to go back and see it again in theaters. Like that's I've true. not seen that much of a reaction in so long when it comes to movies like the fact that it's getting non diehard fans wanting to go back multiple right. times so yeah, i like, think it's really showing it's gonna make it to that without a doubt yeah like I, yeah. i'm not a big fan like of superhero movies or marvel like i'll go and watch like every single one of them but that's about the extent of it i've never you know of course been comic book nerds like these two and gone into the lore and all that stuff but damn this movie like i was a wreck through the whole thing <laughs> So was like, I. Just so full of emotion and just like you feel like you should be like cheering in parts and just you're already sobbing in parts. It just evokes all the emotions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I could list the cast, but honestly, this might be the <laughs> only like this might be the only time that you'll ever me ever hear me say I'm not even gonna list names because at this point, if you don't know who's in Avengers Endgame I don't know what to tell you. Everyone. <laughs> I really listening? don't. Right. Uh, Might as well just say who in previous Marvel movies isn't in this. Yeah. Because that would be a shorter list. It, Toss yeah. a rock in Hollywood and you'll hit someone in this movie. It's pretty much. Just randomly. Just chuck a stone and go hit somebody who's in this movie. Um, <laughs> this this movie is is ridiculous. Uh, I'm really, I'm honestly, I'm really excited to talk about it because I've been waiting for days. I... Raker, you and I went into this. We went into the first showing, the 6 p.m. showing. It was the first showing for this movie. And uh, the crowd was amazing, as it always is for a movie like this. And, uh, I mean, they they cried. They cheered. uh, I mean, I heard – I mean, I was seeing tears everywhere, left and right. and Except for from me. No it, tears from me, mind you. It, it's, it's, what is... Well, it, it, look, when you don't have a soul, Michael was crying. it's hard to cry. If you don't have a soul. <laughs> Mike, Michael was crying. Everyone, I want everyone to know this. Everyone was crying. But, but there, were, there were tears of fire. It's okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Little embers. Little embers coming down your face. I remember that. That's right. Oh, my. So, so um... Yeah. So, like, anyway, the experience there was fantastic. Everyone uh, was right. was great. Uh, Jacob, what was your experience when you went there? Like, was the crowd like amazing as I'm sure it was? And and you know, what was the uh, atmosphere like? Oh yeah, it, like there, everyone was on edge the entire movie, <clears throat> and so many people cheered, and like you could hear so many others like sniffling up and crying. Like you could hear people in the back, like just having all the emotions as well it's just yeah it was a fantastic theater experience uh great energy oh yeah yeah. like even beforehand like so many of the people were just like kind of chatting about like how uh if this was our first showing of it or if uh how 
like if we were big fans and just kind of making some small talk just in anticipation yeah. of the movie no nerds really talking really cool. to nerds <laughs> for sure yep yeah yep exactly <laughs> uh sarah what was your experience like pretty similar um i i went to go see this kind of you know knowing that i had to see it but didn't know that i really you know would have this level of emotional reaction to it whatsoever that i would just you know go through the whole thing but i didn't expect to you know cry or be so overwhelmed with emotion and like it was such a great experience like within the first 10 minutes i was already starting to tear up <laughs> what the crap we only just started that <laughs> i kind of pulled it together but everyone in the theater was just so high emotions it was just a really great experience okay all right so i'm going to do the plot synopsis and then we'll do our one sentence review and then we'll move into talking about the script itself and the movie all right, so plot synopsis is, in the aftermath of the snap, which wiped out half of life in the universe, the remnants of the Avengers must deal with the fallout of what happened. But hope remains, as events come together to provide a chance for redemption, a renewed sense of purpose, and a reckoning for everyone. Yeah, that's pretty damn accurate. <laughs> and, I, and I wrote that. I did not copy oh. that from anywhere. So. <laughs> Marvel needs to hire you. It's, it, I can yeah. at least do the flaps on the back or something, you know. I can just do the blurb on the back, you know. Um, the closest thing Michael does to work, by the way. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <Little blurbs>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so the one sentence review. Uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, Avengers Endgame somehow managed to surpass my own perilously high expectations. By focusing on character, emotional resonance, and an earned payoff after 22 films. <laughs> That's really been 22? Wow. Yep. yep. That's insane. All right, uh, Raker, you're up. I have Endgame, a.k.a. Steve Rogers in the Fellowship of the Stones, <laughs> is a great conclusion to Marvel's cinematic masterpiece. Wonderfully written, superbly acted, the Russos have cemented themselves in comic movie lore. That should go on the back of a movie cover, too. <laughs> That's a really good one. Uh, Jacob, you're up next. <clears throat> I have Endgame is a true culmination of emotion, story, action, and comedy, all rolled into one cinematic excursion that will be a fantastic movie for the history books. Absolutely. All right. And yeah, Sarah, you're bringing up the rear. <laughs> As I always do. <laughs> Did you say Sarah was the rear? Is that what you just said? said bringing Mike, up. up the rear. Oh, she said bringing up. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> if there's an ass here, we know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my one sense review is Endgame was everything we could have ever hoped for in a climactic wrap to a beloved lengthy journey. Okay. Yeah. I think all of those are pretty fantastic. Spot on. Yeah. And spot on. Uh, all right, so just to let everyone know, moving forward, spoilers. So if for yes. whatever weird reason you decide you want to listen to this podcast review, <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it, I, I don't know what to tell you other than stop listening and go watch the movie and then come back. Otherwise, either A, uh, you don't care about spoilers, and if that's fine, I guess. But um, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, so if you don't want to get spoiled, you've been warned. All right. I literally think, you know, because I've been around people who haven't seen it and I've been around many people that have seen it, 
I literally think it's almost a law now that you can't spoil Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Like so many people, like anyone that hasn't seen it, the very first words out of their mouth is, don't spoil it for me. Yep. Like yeah. that's that's all I've heard since, you know, since I've seen it. Pretty much since Monday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's all I've heard from anyone that hasn't seen it is, don't spoil it for me. Don't spoil it for me. And everyone that has spoiled it for other people has probably almost been beaten up. <laughs> so there have been some that have been truly yeah, beaten up too. Yeah, yeah right. I, I read that. I read yeah, that. Wow. Crazy. I saw I saw a teacher who posted on his um, classroom door that he was waiting for his like brother-in-law to get into town to go see it, and he's like, "I swear to God, if any of you spoil this movie for me, you know how big of a fan I am. I will fail each and every one of you." That, yep, I believe I'm it. Like... <laughs> My daughter literally was so mad today when she when I took her home that she was I said what's wrong you know and she's like well some kid decided to holler out the spoilers from Avengers and I'm so mad about it I'm like oh my gosh my daughter doesn't get mad about anything yep so you know what I mean like you see it no I'm taking her this weekend I hope she beat the crap out of the kid yeah right right? that's ridiculous Uh, all right so let's uh let's talk about this movie. Um, let's start out with the script, of course, and, mm. uh, you know, it's like, it's almost where like, where do you where, start? It's like, where do you start? Yeah, let's start at the right? beginning. Let's, let's only, oh, let's boy. start at the beginning. Um, I, the first probably, I'd say what, about 30 minutes or so of this movie, 30 to 40 minutes is devoted to, you know, the, um, the aftermath of yeah. the snap. And uh, the direct aftermath, I mean, Tony is up in space with Nebula. Um, they're stranded. They're doing everything they can to survive. But uh, even with, you know, Tony's ingenuity and obviously Nebula is pretty smart herself and, and they're both capable of fixing the ship. You know, they're they're sitting ducks. They're just basically waiting to die. And, uh, you know, they play um, paper, you know, football. You know, it's uh, pretty cute. No, him neb- teaching her how to do it. <laughs> Nebula doesn't know the rules. Anyway, uh, it's pretty funny. And uh, then you know, Tony gives his little basically goodbye speech to to Pepper through the Iron Man helmet. And uh, before you know it, Captain Marvel shows up to take him back to Earth. Uh, and, you know, the great thing about this is, you know, obviously Pepper's getting these, uh, you know, messages and this like these met this. Helmet being on the ship is kind of what allows them to track where it's at or something, uh, because Captain Marvel shows up and, and is able to take him back. Um, and Tony gets really emotional. I mean, he's he just watched Peter disappear and, and a bunch of other people, and they failed, and he takes it out on on Cap, really, um, and himself too, and himself. But it's it's really just the grief, obviously. Yeah. And so the, for the first probably ten minutes or so, fifteen minutes after that, it's it's basically devoted to this. And then they attack Thanos. They find out where he's at and find that Thanos has destroyed the stones. Um, this time, Thor doesn't miss, and he does. T- you know, he does go for the head. Uh, unfortunately, it's too late. And uh, and then we jump ahead five years. And and then we really get to see the aftermath of of everything. And the bigger thing I think at this point is to see how in f- a five year span, 
pretty much everybody hasn't moved on, even if they're trying. Uh, yeah. And so the question is, and I'll start with you, Rake. What did you th- What did you like or dislike, or simply what did you think of the first probably thirty to forty minutes of this movie that was devoted to this, you know, very specific, you know, post snap um, world that the characters now live in? Uh, I'll be honest, I was a little bothered by it. I thought it I thought it was a little slow. Okay. Um, you know, that's probably one of my very few issues with this movie so i mean i get it you know they're trying to show you know how we're coping or how our heroes are coping with this but you know what i mean i i I don't know like if there's one thing i could change about this movie and i know we talk about this later it would probably be that first half hour if you will um you know i i I think it drug a little bit okay that's that's just me all right that's what i thought that's what i thought sure uh jacob uh what what about you um, I I will agree. It was it was a little slower at the beginning, but I, I definitely I I think it was for purpose because it really cemented the the impact of the fact that they all did fail. It wasn't a single person that failed. It was all of them. <clears throat> they all had a, a really a chance to do something to stop it, and they all just couldn't Could do it. anything about it yeah and it just really helped cement that like it isn't just one person blaming themselves it is they're all feeling that they are at fault and it really kind of helped i think get that somber moment for the rest of the movie to really make as much of an impact i think okay mm-hmm. uh sarah no i agree like i it was slow, but I thought it, it felt more like a slow burn and build because you're they're acclimating our palate into what the current status is in people's mentality and how they're like no one's really progressing except for a select few who managed to you know find the good in in the situation, but most of everyone is just drifting and just doing what they can to get by and stay sane, and I think that's a really a smart place to start um, when we're going into this is finding out everyone's mentalities, especially five years after everyone's still, no one's over the shock of it still. How could you be? Yeah. And see, for me, uh, it was obviously a slower, but I, I loved it. Honestly, uh, it's one of the bigger high points for me of this movie uh, in a lot of ways, because it does show you where everyone's at and you're right. I mean, like, Tony, of course, has found some way to find happiness, uh, something, obviously with Pepper, and now he has a child, uh, a young a young daughter, um, and that's great. And obviously, we we meet the Hulk, and the Hulk has found a way, uh, using gamma rays, and in, in like eighteen months, I think he said, to be able to to merge the Hulk and Banner, you know, fifty fifty, pretty much, and <clears throat> allowing himself to, you know, find a level of acceptance and peace that way and like those are the two characters that really do manage to have well have found some way to move on or move on as much as they can uh everyone else is pretty much struggling and i think what i like about it is that the struggle the pain the lack of the ability to move on is it it gives them the motivation when thing when things do uh turn eventually whenever scott lang shows up um, but you need to see just how far gone these these 
people are, how how much they blame themselves. I mean, kudos to the acting. I mean, Scarlett Johansson in the early stages of this movie is, you can tell she is just a shell of her former self. You know, um, Captain America is doing his best to, to you know, tutor uh, other people that are dealing with the aftermath of the snap. You know, basically p- picking up... Uh, uh, well, I cannot think of his name. Sam. You know, Sam was the counselor for war veterans. Now it's Cap who's kind of taken up his mantle by doing the same thing, but now for people that are dealing with this, uh, which I thought was a nice touch. But none of them are moving on, and they're just trying to get by day by day, and, and, and there's just nothing for them. And I think that, you know, having that at the beginning of this movie allowed us to see what pain they were in and then ultimately if they had a chance like they do eventually get to change things this is this is how driven they are and we know where it comes from so for me uh, i thought that it's one of the best things about the movie because it could have just started out real fast and quick and just taken us right into everything and and i don't think that would have been the right uh the right move here um so all right, so once we get to, you know, Scott comes back, right? And he's like, look, I've got this idea, and this is what we could do. And and they go to Tony, who turns it down. And then they go to the Hulk, they go to Banner, you know. Um, and I just have to say that none of those people would have ever come back if it wasn't for a rat stepping on the button to bring Scott back. That, <laughs> like, that's nuts. Yeah, well, yeah, lucky. <laughs> Took five years, but... Right. Took five years, but it happened. Um, so uh, then Tony, you know, he ends up coming back because he figures it out. He figures out how to actually make it all work, you know, to be able to to actually go through time and and control it. Um, and then he comes and, and says, "Look, we can do this." And then this allows them to go back to you know, the three different periods of time in which the stones existed. And so they can take the stones and then find a way to bring everybody back, you know, assemble the stones in a glove and then boom, uh, snap the fingers, bring everybody back. And, you know, that is, you know, the big middle section of the movie. So, all right, Raker, uh, what did you think of that section of the movie? So after we get through the slower part and, and once, you know, we have an objective and we know what we're doing and, and they all jump in their suits and they, you know, they go back in time. They go back to 2012, 2014 and 2013. Um, there's uh, Thor. Um, oh, and before, he is we, everything, yeah. by the way. before we get to that, uh, they go to get Thor and I want to bring this up cause I know some people have a real problem with this and I have a coworker, two coworkers that have a real problem with how Thor was depicted in this movie. And, and I actually want to go around before we get to everything else, uh, cause Banner and, and Rocket go to, to recruit Thor. And when they get there, Thor is a mess. I mean, he's a mess far gone than any of the others are and they're bad. Uh, well, he's so physically a mess. <laughs> well, he's physically and emotionally a mess. Uh, Raker, what did you think of the way Thor was depicted here? Do you think they took the comedy too far? Do you think that you could, you know, did you like or dislike what they did there? I disliked it actually. Okay. You know, um, you know, I understand. You know, they he because he does a good job. Hemsworth did a good job with adapting to comedy. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean, with Ragnarok and, you know, Infinity Gauntlet, like the few scenes he had that were comedic. But I think, you know, I was almost waiting for Thor, and I think this is what should have happened. I think he should almost flip the switch. I mean, I get it. You know, he's wallowing in grief. He's become an alcoholic. You know what I mean? He's obviously gotten out of shape. But at some point, you know, with the magnitude of the situation of being able to remedy all of this, I almost felt like he should have been able to, you know, like I said, flip the switch and turn back to heroic Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there were times that he did. But he did eventually. For the most part, yeah. yeah, but eventually, but, you know, even through the parts that he was, you know, being heroic and, you know, very serious, I guess, you know, he, he still had to be, they still had to portray him in a funny way, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of got annoyed by that. Okay. You know, and I, and you know, if you go back to my Ragnarok, you know, uh, analysis, you know, critique, that was one of my issues with it too. So maybe that's just a personal issue with me with Thor. I don't know. What do you oh, think, Jacob? Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I yeah. The the lighthearted stuff with him was definitely. I mean, Chris Hemsworth has kind of really shown he can handle it quite well, which is nice to have. But um, the I don't know the thing with me, what I got from this wasn't as much the oh let's just show Thor in a very funny scenario. I I think with this was it's meant to show us more so that like he's trying to cope with the fact that he feels the most blame. Like I I don't know with him it felt like he was the one that had the god killer like he was the one that had the chance to go for the head at the beginning and right before the snap. So I think to me, that's what I feel like this was kind of showing. He was at his worst. Right. And yeah, yeah, like I know everyone's like, Oh, but how can you put Hemsworth as fat? Like, that's just wrong. But that's the thing. Like that's somebody who was a God that had a way to stop it. Literally was an inch away from it and failed. And he holds the responsibility of half the universe's lives. Yeah, more than any of the others, because all the others have one thing in contrast to him. They're all human. He knows that he's above all of them in the sense of he is essentially a god and still couldn't do it. The most capable to do it. Yeah. And I think that's what this really was, at least with him. And that's what I loved about it is like, and it even did like a little bit of stuff later on with his his time in the past and some of his interactions later on, it really shows his issues and his despair with the situation, because it really is the most despaired individual of the Avengers. And he's a God, but he has the most human reaction, you know, self, pity and wallowing and you know this is humanity to a t is eating your feelings drinking your problems away and just burying yourself as far as you can go and i liked it like this is very thor like i feel like this is the direction he would go maybe they went a little too far but i thought it was extremely smart because a chris hemsworth doesn't have to spend eight months getting in shape good for him for not having to be have to do that and then secondly it's a good transition too because you know 
he can go from being the super ripped Thor into more of a god Odin-esque type character after this and kind of have a progression there as well, you know? I think that I think that uh Thor is uh he's got the dad bod rocking. Yes. And so who doesn't love a dad bod? Yeah. You know, I, I think um, you know, my thoughts in this were I, I do think that maybe they took it a little too far, a little too far, but I also understand that this is coming from a character who is in extreme denial and he is he's doing his best to cope. It's a big coping mechanism. Um that he's kind of dealing with everything in, in as little as possible. And you see that whenever the Hulk comes and, and he just says Thanos and that just I mean, that like already comes dangerously close from going too far because he just doesn't want to hear it. Even the name yeah. it just brings back too much pain. But um, but anyway, let's move on to when they go back in time. So, uh, Raker, what did you think of this section of the movie? You know, we get to see all three teams go back to different time periods to go after the Stones. Some, you know, well, I'd say each each group has their own issues. They have their own problems, the obstacles with getting the Stones. Uh, how do you think each team worked out and how the script was able to throw enough problems at them in their each of their scenarios while also uh, making it exciting and interesting as well. Well, for starters, I appreciate the way that they handled it. I mean, I'm, you know, I've said it before, I hate time travel. I think too many times it's the great scapegoat. Um, but I really like the way they set that up. You know what I mean? The way they picked like certain times throughout the past, whatever amount of years or scenarios or whatever alternate dimensions i don't even know where they were able to go back and grab the stones to do that i thought that was actually pretty brilliant you know what i mean like you know if you just said hey there's a time travel thing involved in this movie i'd have been like oh god <laughs> but then but then when i saw it and how they you know planned it out i thought you know what that's cool and i liked the teams they assembled for each different you know uh time you know who is responsible for what stones yeah yeah i thought that was pretty cool you know you, you saw people like war machine and nebula interact and you would you know that's definitely two people i never would have thought you know i'd see share conversation screen time whatever with you know what i mean like yeah. i never pictured those two characters together so that was interesting and you know just overall i i thought that was i thought that was good i thought i thought that you know that was really neat and i like the way they had x amount of what was it? The uh, pin particles to do it with. Yep. Yeah. So they had, structured. yeah. So they had to be like, okay, you know, we gotta, we can only go back, you know, five times or, you know, each, you know, five groups go to certain, certain times. Like I thought that was really neat. I thought that was well-written. I thought that was, that was good. And I hate time travel. So <laughs> in fact, I give it a, you know, any type of accepting nod <laughs> is a surprise to me. Mm -hmm. uh, what'd you guys think? I, I really thought, like, especially the stuff with um, Tony Stark and his father was particularly oh, you know, yeah. really was... nice to have in there. Yeah, I agree. That's cool. and, and it was so well acted, too, and the conversations mm -hmm. they had felt, like, very genuine. And I thought that was a great touch to have. Um, and I like, you know, we, we were just, of course, we reviewed Avengers the other week and getting to actually see that iconic shot again where it's, you know, all the characters assembled and the camera rolls around them. It's pretty cool to see that again. And, you know, everything kind of ties in. And also <laughs> seeing um, the Hulk, you know, trying to uh. pretend to be <laughs> uh, Smash oh, that was funny. moves a bike around. <laughs> 
It's, it's like, adorable. boy, way to commit there, buddy. You know? <laughs> Where the true Hulk version of him is like throwing a car on somebody and smashing it down aggressively. It was just fantastic. Yeah. There's some really funny, great moments. Yeah, I think, And yeah. Loki could now be alive. Well, uh, I think the way that, uh, that yeah. works is according to the ancient one, the moment that uh, stone gets moved out of its timeline that it's set upon, it causes a branch. So that's how I think they're going to take the Loki uh, series that they're doing for Disney plus. Mm, yep. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, the, the war machine nebula thing was kind of, you know, weird, but then I thought, you know, they're <laughs> the two characters that are part machine, you know, right. Yeah. I mean, they both have obviously nebula to a much greater extent, but you know, I think that that was nice kind of, there's that one line where I'm trying, I don't know the exact line, but where he says to Nebula, or she says, I, I wasn't always like this. And he says something me like, me neither, but we do with what we, we do with what we have or something like that. Or, you know, exactly. and, I, and, and I thought that was great. And, it, you know, it's this nice little, little line between two characters that both have some level of machinery within them uh, or on them. So that was cool. Uh, and yeah, and then going back to New York was really great. I mean, obviously, yeah, seeing the the great shot there, but then Cap fighting Cap, and I just I, I love that line where he's America's like, "America's ass." Oh well, that was great. But uh-huh. he's like, "I can do this all day," and he's like, "I know, I know." It's like, <laughs> yes, it was fantastic. He's like, oh, "God, I, you know." He's I like, know. coming from my my older Cap version of myself, he's like, "I'm thinking like, yeah, God, no one, no one wants to hear me say that," you know. <laughs> Like, well, it's like, even shows that even he's like, holy cow, did I really sound this pretentious? Pompous. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, holy cow. Yep. And, and, and I like that. I like that I took that line that we've heard him say a few times over the series and just kind of like, like, fine, God, yeah, whatever. You know, it's just, uh, it's great. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I will say, I love the little <laughs> nod they did in the, with the elevator scene. In him. Yes. The, uh, two different references in one scene. Um, exactly. Yeah. The, the Hydra thing is um, for those who aren't comic book fans, uh, there was a very prominent comic book series that came out a few years back where cap was a Hydra agent. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of playing up on that little nod too. So that was a really cool to see that. And it just the reaction everyone in the elevator had cracked me up because oh, yeah. he was just like he had such a little bit of an arrogance about it too as he left he's like well i can be sneaky too right <laughs> he's like i can learn i can learn this you know evolved, Captain America. <laughs> that's right he's like i'm willing to do anything i need to do here you know like if i gotta say hail hydra and that gets me this then yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it, do it. <laughs> i'm doing it um and then of course we go to um well, okay, so first off, this whole thing doesn't work, right? Because initially it works. Like Tony has the the stone and then the Hulk busts through and uh, the stone goes flying. They go to the cube goes flying and that's when Loki picks it up and, and leaves. And then they have to go back to 1970 because that, you know, that was when the cube was uh, back at uh, um, S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, yeah. the, the beginnings mm-hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and then that's when Tony meets his father there. And Cab, Steve uh, sees the woman of his dreams <laughs> through the glass, Peggy. Um, 
you know, he's able to get more pin particles, which is what he uses. I think he uses ultimately not just to go back at the end of the movie to return the stuff, but also to, you know, stay with, uh, with Peggy. Um, and those were all great. I mean, it was really, really, uh, fun to see that it's, you know, Tony got to spend, you know, a little portion of time with his father and maybe get to see his father before he was born because his mom is pregnant with him at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was great. It, you know, there's a lot of great character moments strewn throughout this movie um, for Cap, for uh, Tony, of course, uh, but really for all the main characters. I mean, you've got to remember, this this movie focuses on the main core Avengers. You know, these are all the originals, you know, and we're, this is the movie where they get to really, you know... Have their see- time. Yeah, it's their, their time in the spotlight. You know, nobody else is really... I mean, okay, Scott Lang's in there and, and a couple others, but really it's it's mostly just the core people. Um, so then we go from there to Thor. Thor goes uh, back, so we're now in uh, Thor the Dark World because Jane, he took Jane back because she was uh, sick. And uh, in Thor sees his mom, and his mom dies in Thor the Dark World on that particular day. Uh, so what did you guys think of this one? Uh, Raker, what did you think of this this section? I thought it was nice. Um, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to see... Oh, geez, what's her name? Natalie Portman? No, no. Uh, Renee Russo? Uh, yeah, Renee Russo, but yeah. what's her... Oh, uh... Frida. Uh, Frida. Frida? Frida. 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 Sure. <laughs> yeah, right? I can't, I can't believe I can't remember that, but... uh. You know, that was kind of cool because that is something I would not have expected. You know what I mean? And I thought that that conversation he had with his mom uh, did show, like, finally the, you know, the suffering, you know, that he has yeah. been enduring. And I, I really thought that was that was good for the movie. And, yeah, I thought I thought that was all well done, you know. Well, I think that also that that conversation, you're right. He does show the suffering. Because the whole movie, he's been he's been covering up his suffering with with his coping mechanism, which is just to make a joke and and yeah. and whatever. But it's with his mom that he can't hide that. I mean, because she can see everything, and that's that's one of her powers that she can see a lot. She doesn't need, you know, the powers of others. She that's that's part of uh, Frigga's abilities, and uh, and I think this is a scene where. You know, she he tries to play it off, and then she's like, mm, basically, come on, just tell me the truth, and and then he reveals what happened, and and because this scene, this scene is the the linchpin for the Thor uh, storyline in this movie, because this is the turning point. This is when he talks with his mom. His mom, you know, is able to work with him through what he's dealing with, and then he comes out on the other side, ready to pick up Molnir and go back and do what he's supposed to have been doing this whole time. And Take that, back on the responsibilities. Right, jump back on the horse. Let's go. It's time to, it's time to start again. And, yeah. and this is when we, we get, we get the old Thor after this. Uh, once he raises his hand, gets Molnir and, uh, you know, has that, it's, he, he says, I'm still worthy. And they leave. That's when Thor's back to being Thor that we expected. And, and that is, uh, is great. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I really like that. Does anybody else want anything uh, to this before we move on to the next uh, section? I will say I, I'm glad of, I'm happy with how they did go about it as well, considering 
Natalie Portman refused to come back for this. But she came back so, for this one, <laughs> for this little scene, well, right? Yeah, no, very... they used previous uh, okay. uh, screens and oh, statements for the wow. doorway. Okay. They, yeah, because she refused to come back for any filming. She came for the premiere, but she would not come back for filming because okay. they had to use us. Yeah, they had to use a stand-in for the doorway scene, and all the other interactions was uh was clips from Thor: The Dark World. Okay. Wow. wow. Okay. What's up her butt? You know what I mean? Well, the, the Thor: the, the Dark World, the stuff that went on behind the scenes was pretty. Must have been pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of stuff uh, happened there, but all right. So then the other, the the last section is um, what, what was the last section? That was it, right? Oh, and um, of course, uh, oh, Monir, Monir. Yes. Right. So this uh-huh. is when uh, Black Widow, uh, Natasha, and uh, Hawkeye go to Monir to get the oh, Vormir. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Thank you, Vormir. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, uh, blank there. Anyway, uh, the they go there to get the stone, right? And of course, because we know how Thanos had to get the stone in the last movie, mm-hmm. and they're completely unaware. Um, they go up there, they encounter Red Skull, and you know, find out that one of them has to die. One of them has to to sacrifice the other, or at least one of them has to sacrifice themselves in order for the other to get to get the stone. Uh, there's a tussle. There's a fight. It looks like it. There's several different moments that either one of them was going to get over the edge, and ultimately, uh, it's Natasha, and she she wants to die. She wants to to do anything that will a in her mind clean her ledger, finally after all these years, and um, and bring her friends back. That's what she wants. And, yes. uh, you, you know, even though Hawkeye wants to die because he's done so many terrible things since his family disappeared, she's taking this on herself. And so she she kills herself because um, she know he'll be whole again when his family is back. Right. And if this is a step towards that, she's going to do it. Right. And yeah. uh, I, I got to say, I wasn't expecting this. Um, I knew one of them was going to die. I didn't expect it to be Natasha. I, I really thought it was going to be Hawkeye. I really did. Um even if the snap brought brought his family back, I just didn't think it was going to be Natasha. Uh, and uh, Jacob, what did you think of this? How it went down? Were you surprised? And um, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, I was absolutely surprised <clears throat> because I, I know, like at least theories and thoughts were like leading up to it was going to be like, oh, is it going to be Cap or Iron Man? And a lot of people were thinking. Cap was going to sacrifice himself to get the Soul Stone for everybody, but it was really, really well done. The fact that both of them were just fighting each other to show that they thought they deserved to be the ones sacrificed because they thought the other needed to be around for more. So it was just really, it was really impactful, especially considering the polar opposite of the last time we saw this planet was Thanos dragging Gamora by the arm into it. So I I thought it was, it was very impactful in that sense, especially when they're hanging off the, the edge of it and just seeing Jeremy Renner's character just lose somebody else. Oh, I felt so bad for Hawkeye is like, come on. Can we not just like, Get off of him for a second. Yeah, give him a break. Like he just got his family dusted. 
he's been killing a bunch of people and now you're gonna take his best friend from him like come on man like what are you gonna snap his bow in half next like come on yep yeah exactly uh sarah anything you like that was fantastic and yeah just leading up to this of course you know one of them's gonna die but i like we we're talking about, I think it's fantastic the way they did that. They're both fighting each other to be the one to go off. Where exactly like the juxtapose between Thanos dragging Gamora is this is like the truest of like soul sacrifices because it's completely selfless. It's not self-serving. It's you know it's to the benefit of other people. Whereas with Thanos, it's to the detriment of half the universe. Right. Uh, Riker, anything you like to add there? No, not really. I mean, you know, I, I kind of agree with everyone. I mean, it was it did surprise me that it went that way, but I'm kind of glad it went that way. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that as a hater. I'm just saying that's that was cool the way it all went down. Yep. You know, that was that was cool, and it it literally kept me on the edge until, you know, she was dropped. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. You just didn't know up until yeah, you didn't moment. know which one. Yeah, like oh, he caught her. Oh nope, he. You know, like it's like oh my god, just decide but in a cool way you know what i mean not like yeah, i was annoyed by it but just like wow that was that was pretty cool and i thought you know that i think this one of the characters that characters death that gets overlooked yes. you know yeah because of how you know obviously at the very end there with tony so but no i thought i thought that was another i like that i'm cool with it <laughs> all right so so they get all the stones they're able to get back um they deal with the aftermath of natasha because obviously everyone has to find out and then um, they they put the stones together and in, in uh, one of Tony's um, you know gauntlets, one of his Iron Man gauntlets, which expands and contracts, you know, based on the size of the hand going inside. And they get into a bit of an argument over who's gonna wear it. Uh, Thor wants to do it; he desperately wants to do it. Uh, but ultimately, I guess because the radiation is mostly gamma, uh, the Hulk decides that uh, he's gonna be the one. He puts it on. He's able to snap his fingers uh he's he's badly damaged uh because of the snap but uh, he survives uh, of course um and it works you know hawkeye gets a call from from his wife uh, he knows now that the snap brought everyone back unfortunately um there's a portion of the movie where we uh we see um well it's war machine in in nebula they go to get um, the power stone and they knock out Quill because this is back in the beginning of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when Quill's dancing and I love that moment where you know when you watch the beginning of Guardians it's such a cool opening in the soundtrack and he's dancing and then there's a moment where the music cuts out at least uh, over top of everything and then we hear just the music inside of you know the headphones that Quill's wearing, and he's dancing and singing, and it just looks a lot less cool <laughs> when he's doing it. Dancing by himself, right? Yeah. And it, it just I love how that one moment changes the whole context of that scene. Right. Um, so they knock out Quill. They take his his little I don't know what you would call it. It's like basically the uh, pick a lock kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and they get in. They're able to get the stone. War Machine disappears to go back, and Nebula can't. Uh, and then we get this section where, um, like her her eyes malfunctioning, it kind of you can see the the hologram that comes out of it, and we've seen this before. And then we shift to 
Gamora. 2014, yeah, Nebula. right. It's Gamora yeah. in 2014 before she meets Quill. It's also Thanos, and Thanos realizes that something's wrong with Nebula. Ultimately, this all comes down to the, to the realization that that he has um he has achieved his goal. He found all the stones. He achieved his goal. He even sees his own death, but it doesn't bother him because he knew that he succeeded, and um, so they decide the Nebula. This nebula decides to to do what she has to do, which is to take the place of this nebula, go back with the everybody else, and she does just that. So she impersonates this, you know, the nebula that we know, the one that has been through so much, has become friends with her sister, has become part of this team, and um, you know, she is able to bring the uh, Thanos's ship. This is right after the snap. And then Thanos uh, attacks the the headquarters of the Avengers, blows everything to pieces. Everyone is below it. Everyone's being crushed or buried, and and everyone manages to get out. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know, Hawkeye is able to get the gauntlet, and he's, he's being chased, and everyone manages to get out. At this point, Thanos is down below, and he's just waiting. He's waiting for Nebula because Nebula's gone in to retrieve the gauntlet. She ends up getting shot by the the present day Nebula, the Change Nebula, and um, they manage to Which, get out there. What what a difficult thing for her to have to do is right shoot herself, you know, acknowledge her former self, and you know t- to actually kill herself, knowing that past her would never change so quickly. Like it took five years for her to become this person, so she knows she has really no other choice. Like. She knows herself. I think it was really. <laughs> she knows yeah. herself. She knows what she was like and what she was willing to do five years ago. Exactly. So uh, they have the gauntlet, and Thanos is waiting. And this is when Thor, uh, you know, and uh, um, Tony and Cap are out there. And then the battle begins again between, you know, these characters between Thor and and Cap and Tony against. Thanos and um this Thanos has decided that he's not only going to when he gets when he gets the gauntlet he's not just going to snap his fingers to to wipe out the uni- uh, people in the universe he's going to destroy the universe he's going to remake it and he's going to make sure that the people on these planets never have any kind of memory of their loss because the Avengers that were left behind, the people that were left behind couldn't move on. And this is what has led them to possibly being able to undo what his future self has done in which he won't let that happen again. So much worse outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, this ultimately leads to this point in the battle. And Raker, I'm going to ask you this here. Uh, they've all been fighting. Thor is getting pummeled at this point. And uh, he's held his own up up to a certain point, but Thanos has now beaten his head in pretty good. And that's when the hammer, uh, Molnir, starts to rise up. And you're thinking it's going to go straight into Thor's hand and that he's going to regain the upper, you know, upper leverage in this battle. But instead, it flies past. And whose hand does it go into? Of course, Captain America's. Captain America. Which is... Probably one of the most badass moments. Yeah, and the crowd goes wild. And the crowd goes wild. So, Raker, what did you think of this when it happened? 
And what were your what are your thoughts in general? Well, you know, it, it surprised me, but it didn't. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I should have saw that coming. Because, you know, he was the one that was able to move in Age of Ultron. Yeah. So, and I just, was it, was it your thing, Michael, I read that said that he was, yeah, it was it was your trivia thing that I read. Yeah. About him being able to, you know what I mean? Like, he knew it all along. He just didn't want to embarrass everyone else, right? Yep. <laughs> that what, yep. But no, I thought I thought it was brilliant. You know, like here I am watching this movie and thinking just like everyone else. Okay, here's the hammer. It's gonna go into, you know, Thor's yeah, hand. Or gonna be screwed. Yeah, and it goes right, and it's just like, oh, it was just awesome. That was just fanboy moment. Yep. You know, I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, just I really, pumping the entire. Yeah, right. Yes. Like, yes. Yep. At the same time, I'm feeling like, man, I'm so stupid. I should have saw that coming. <laughs> right. You should have, but you know, but it's such a fantastic moment. You're just cheering, and yep. and he's just he's just kicking thin yeah, as his just ass. Like, just like you know. just like when all the other heroes came, you know, they started yep. coming through those portals. Yep. You yes. totally oh, for, you God. totally forgot. Hey, wait, they're alive. Mm-hmm. But you're like so caught up in this battle between you know what I mean the the regular six against Thanos. You know, that you're thinking, you know, you're not even thinking about, hey, wait, Spider-Man's still alive now and Doctor Strange and Guardians and so forth. And then when they show up, it was another fist pumper. Well, you know, it was just like it was the best. Yeah. So. 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 So so awesome. Captain America is holding his own. He's really kicking Thanos' ass there for a little bit. And then Thanos starts to attack him and then he basically destroys his shield, you know, pretty much breaks it in half, which fulfills the vision. Yep. And, yep. um, and then, and then that's when that's with that moment. That's when he says, fine, we're going to destroy this entire world. And he brings his entire army down. You start seeing everything, you know, all of his uh, minions, all of the creatures, everything coming down. And that's when you hear crackle, crackle, crackle. And that's, and then you hear Sam say, cap, can you hear me on your left? And the moment that that happened, it was just like chills were were sent through my body. And all of a sudden, these portals started to open up, as you were alluding to, Raker, earlier, uh, a few minutes ago. And um, all of a sudden, you start seeing Spider-Man come through, Sam comes through, everybody comes through. And we're not talking like just the Avengers that we know. We're talking everybody you know all the armies uh you know the all the Wakanda people that, yep, yep yeah, Wakanda army right. uh we all see of the sorcerers everything yeah. yeah and it's just it's an army to rival the army that Thanos has yeah. yeah and and then the the words that every single person has been waiting to hear since at least oh. since Avengers which is after they've all been assembled cap says Avengers assemble yeah, and it's just so awesome. And the, 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 like the the freak Who's out gone? in the crowd, and it's just like, oh, you know. <laughs> and that it shot was. when everyone starts running forward, full sprint, and it's just from the side, like a side shot, and you're watching everybody. It's like one of the one of the greatest moments of my life, honestly. Yeah. Even now, I'm Even getting now. goosebumps thinking yeah. about it. And it's it, uh, it's just like the pages of a comic book. You know, right. like a spreadsheet, like a spread in a comic book where you just unfold everything and you got the shot of, you know, the, the Avengers on this side run, running forward and you got Thanos and his minions running, you know, and it's just, ah, oh, and then they clash and it, the battle starts and, <laughs> you know, you see Pepper in her, uh, um, dang it, the, her suit. Yeah, her suit. Uh, what was it called? Her suit, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and uh, there, you know, Tony's back or Tony's 
and and her are are back to back shooting uh, their lasers and and their guns and stuff and and the whole battle is fantastic. And of course, as Michael puts away his action figures, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll quit now. Um, He's got it all set out on a big yeah. table. Yeah. But you Me know, too, buddy. Me too. The whole thing, the whole thing ultimately leads to the moment, the movie where uh, Tony realizes that he has the choice to make, and yeah. and Doctor Strange holds up his finger to let him know. This is the chance, the one chance. And it's because, you know, we have Captain Marvel. She's there. She, you know, they're being attacked Took by this. down the whole yep, damn ship. Brought the whole ship down. Yeah, right. Now, obviously, they had to keep Captain Marvel out of this movie for a good stretch of it. <laughs> because otherwise, this would have been a lot shorter movie um, mm-hmm. because of it, uh, given her power level. But she doesn't solve everything. Um, even she can't just beat Thanos all by herself, at least not that uh, easy. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, uh, the 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 gauntlet's there. Tony has to go for. Well, actually, Thanos has the gauntlet. Picks it up, puts his, his hand in it, wants to make the snap. And Tony comes over, and he's able to take the stones out of the gauntlet and put them in his own. And yeah, he made a backup gauntlet into his own suit. Yep. And it allows him to have the stones and the last words that he ever speaks. I am Iron Man. Oh, man. Snap. And... Iron Man, just everyone in the theater is... Yeah. And then everyone disappears. Crazy. Thanos disappears. Everyone just disappears. Tony, unfortunately, is hurt. He is unable to survive that. That is beyond his capabilities as a normal human being. Uh, Peter's crying, saying he's sorry, and and then Pepper Mr. and I, I and I've got to I got to say I I got to give it up. I I know I know Sarah, you do not like Gwyneth Paltrow, but I I got to say this was a good scene with her, and I and I thought that it paid. Um, it, it, I think it showed just how well those scenes worked all throughout the series because it, it was affecting to see that she was telling him that everything was going to be okay. They were going to survive. They were going to be okay. And that he could rest now. And, and he did just that. And uh, it's tough to see. Very All affecting. her scenes were good in this movie. Yes. They were very good. Um, yeah. And Tony, Tony, uh, like she carries down the, uh, Tony Stark has a soul. No, Tony Stark. No, sorry. Tony has a heart. Sorry. Not a soul. <laughs> a heart. Soul? He doesn't have a soul, I suppose, but he, 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 yes, Tony proof that Tony Stark has a heart. <laughs> and um and that was a great scene at the end and then um and then Cap goes back. Cap goes back to take the stones back and then um they're waiting for him to come back. He should be back within five seconds. He does he doesn't, he misses his jump essentially, and they see an old man sitting on the bench nearby. They go over, Sam realizes that it's Cap, he's old, and he turns out when he took the stones back, took everything back, he decided that he should get some of that happiness that Tony's been talking about or was talking about earlier in the movie. And uh, he decides that it's time for him to put down the mantle of Captain America. It's time for him to actually be able to live a life that he doesn't have to continue to fight anymore. And uh turns out he and Peggy have had a wonderful life together, you know, at that point in the movie. Yeah, it's 
really nice. So, um, and ultimately that that's more or less the end of it. Uh, he gives Sam the shield. He's going to, you know, be the new, essentially the new Captain America. Uh, this script didn't have really much in the way of negatives for me. I'll be honest. Um, the only thing I wish that happened in this movie, I have one wish. And, and the only thing I really wanted to see is I wanted, I wanted Banner to go full Hulk. Mm. Yeah. I wanted him that. to get his revenge on the ass whooping that Thanos laid on him in the first movie in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I wanted him, I mean, did have to beat the Thanos didn't have to destroy Thanos. I I wanted to see him get the licks in and, and really take Thanos down at least temporarily. Mm. And that's the only thing I wish they would have done. Yeah. And they didn't do it, but that's a, that's a minor nitpick. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. So well, they didn't really have him doing like anything after Ant-Man grew big and pulled him out from underneath the building, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah pointing yeah, for me because like that would that's like in the same way you is it's really the only only thing that could really have been done dramatically different that would have improved it even more is that you have the whole new professor hulk let him hulk out more yeah like yeah like if you were to call it on like come on buddy let's let's really do this and then boom he just turns let's unleash hulk. the full wrath of hulk in this form oh man yeah, would have been nice. Would have been nice, but it didn't happen. But I mean, again, it's it's a small thing. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, it, this movie affected me so much in in such an emotional way, and I think the the script is really the the core of it. I I think that everyone got their emotional beats in this movie. I think everyone managed to have the scenes that they needed to really cap off their their entire run, whether it be Natasha or Cap or Tony. It all felt organic and it all felt earned. I don't think a single character in this movie didn't you know, ultimately get the ending that they deserved, you know, whether it's in death or not in death. You know, I feel like it was great. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go around the room here. Uh, Raker, why don't you give me your grade for the script? For the script I have. Oh, got the wrong page <laughs> up there. Yeah. Prepared. Yeah, right. Well, I didn't really be talking about the script quite this long. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I, I gave it 95. Okay. Um, yep. Sarah? A 93. Okay, 93. Jacob? A 94. Ooh, okay. We're all, like, really, yeah, really right. close. <laughs> all right. And uh, I gave it a, a 95. Oh. Yep, I gave it a 95. Uh, Michael stealing my numbers. That, 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 that's right. That's right. So, uh, overall, overall grade is a ninety-four for the script. Uh, all right, let's talk about acting. Um, look, I, I think the acting in this movie was really uh, phenomenal. phenomenal, and and it's yeah, it it it's uh you know everyone I I hate when people look at a movie like this and they think that it's not really great acting. And look, yeah. Take, just because of the subject matter. Yep, it's a genre film, therefore acting yeah. is subpar yep. by default, which yep. I don't think is fair. Uh, right. to, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is an amazing actor. He his, he brought a level of depth to Tony Stark, even in this movie, that I didn't even know that he could bring right. out, and it was great. And and everybody, from Tony to, yes, to Gwyneth Paltrow, to 
to really yeah. anybody. They brought their A game, and and kudos to, to Chris Evans for one hell of a final performance from him. Um, yes, I I gave I gave the acting uh, a ninety five. Uh, for me, and I feel like I'm the low ball here, which apparently I am. Uh, I feel kind of like bad now, but okay, it's fine. 95 for me. Um, Sarah, what about you? Acting, I gave 97. Uh, Raker? 97. And Ooh. Jacob? Uh, I gave it a 96. 96, gee whiz. Okay. So I, was I wasn't the, the low baller on the I was the low uh, score. <laughs> was Michael, the low what, score. What's, what's your problem here? Is right. it? My only uh, issue was the uh, right. Like the only issue I had was the start kid because kids can't act. So yeah, that's, that's kind of <laughs> that's the only thing that you that, know. That's really the yeah. who cares. Yeah, I, I guess that was been my 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 bit of my problem there. I mean, that's really about it. Maybe not. I'm feeling kind of bad now because I gave it a 95. Yep. Right. Yeah. Good job, Mike. Uh, I know. Bringing it. Bringing the score down. Just bring it down. You did. Uh, I'm gonna find out this girl's name, this kid's name right now. Give that way. kid every cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, that was man. that. You bring a tear to your eye, gee whiz. Uh, For sure. All right. Uh, Good lord. Uh, yes. Yeah, so she's not... gonna be in the new Godzilla too. Yeah. No. Okay. That kid is. Yes, she's gonna be in it. All right. Well, Breaker, you'll see she... her again. Yep. Yes, I you'll, get, you'll, you'll get to you'll get to oh, grade man. you'll get to grade her <laughs> acting in the next movie. <laughs> Raker's like at five points, minus five points, right from the, the that's back. That's exactly what I did too. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, you know who I was a little disappointed though, also yeah. in acting. Now that I think about it, okay, was uh, Mark Ruffalo. I, I just, you know, I just maybe it's just because I can't see the Hulk as acting like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, I struggled with that whole smart Hulk thing. I really did. I struggled with that. I, I feel like we needed to balance this nerdy yes. Hulk out with the Rage yes. Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. We needed to see at least one Rage Hulk scene. Yeah. That's what right. we needed. It kind of um, reminds me of like Ruffalo saying, ooh, cool, I have the opportunity to be a little bit more lighthearted now. You know, and I think he, I don't know, I think he took it too far. Took it too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I just, it didn't seem genuine all the time, but whatever. Because he uh, was never like that. When he was regular uh, Banner, like yeah. in the other movies, when was he ever like lighthearted and joking around? No, he was a man under a lot of pressure and a lot of strain. Yeah, like he was always like very serious and very, you know, uh, always thinking. I hate to say it, of like worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, hypochondriac. Yeah, because because of his own problems, and then suddenly, yeah. you know, five years later, after he's been able to balance him and the Hulk, he's just like, ha 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 ha, ah, oh, look, I, I, you know, I'm looking wearing a shirt, ha ha ha. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm bad. Man. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Talk about embracing so, the celebrity fame. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And I don't think Ruffalo pulled it off. It's not his fault. It's the script. Right. But I just think, you know, I don't know. I just didn't see it as legit as you know, RDJ's. You know, RDJ was out of this world. Well, yeah. Like this movie was just great. And in, in terms of the acting, I don't think. Uh, I think we all agree it's it's just phenomenal well, stuff. And in '96, it's a '96. The rest of us, Michael. Apparently, apparently, I, I think it's terrible. It's the worst script of, or the worst acting. I mean, I've ever I've ever <laughs> no, seen I, on screen. I honestly said to one of my buddies who couldn't see it until Friday. You know, we saw it Thursday night, and then of course I saw some of my friends on Friday. And I said, I'll be honest with you. I said, I think in terms of individual actors and actresses, you know, Scarlett Johansson, RDJ, Sheetal, et cetera, I think some of them gave the best performances of their careers. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look at I that. I really scene believe with... so. I, I believe that was possibly RDJ's best performance. 
Yep. Um, I think it's one of Renner's best performances, but maybe the exception of what was that movie, Michael? That we oh the Hurt, the Hurt Locker. No, that was yeah. good too. But no, that one, that recent one where he's up in Alaska. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, oh, dang, I can't remember uh, the name of that movie, but I know which one you're talking too. about. Yeah. Oh, then um. Uh, I didn't mean to do oh, that. Okay. It was with Elizabeth Olsen too, right? Yeah, it was with uh, Elizabeth oh, Olsen. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, like you know, if you took those, you know, even Elizabeth Olsen, like I just think you know her scene was super brief. But I just think you know, I just I think it was some of their best performances. You know, Ruffalo aside, <laughs> it was called Wind River. Oh, thank Damn it, you River. beat me to it. Yes. <laughs> He's typing. He's look, typing. Look, here's the thing. Uh, you look at that scene early in the movie with Scarlett Johansson. I mean, you can just see the tears, yeah. the strain, the pain, the anguish. Yeah. I mean, it's all there. And I mean, that's kind of like the scene you would get in like an Oscar, you know. Yeah. And movie, of course, like you, you said, know? none of this will ever get an Oscar nod. Maybe for, spe- maybe for special effects or score or something, but they'll never like in acting. No. God, no. Now, this they movie won't. will never. Nope. It's definitely uh, for RDJ. Yeah. For him, I, especially when he first gets back to Earth, and he rips the, the chest. Yeah. Uh, nanotech casing off and puts it in Cap's hand. Just like the the sheer amount of emotion he has yeah. in that moment is just like RDJ. By far, blew out every performance he's had in any of the Marvel movies. Oh, definitely in the Marvel movies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I would have to say there's maybe a couple of indie movies he's done that might come close, right, but that, still, yeah, yeah it's yeah, such a good performance from him. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's great. All right, let's move on to uh, directing here. Uh, overall grade for that, by the way, is a 96 for uh, acting. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, yeah, so well, do, do what I can. Uh, we were on the edge of our seat. Do what I can. I'm sure you were. <laughs> uh, apparently, I don't because I gave it a 95. So, <laughs> trying to break down the score. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the downer in this one. Uh, all right. So, directing, uh, I gave it a 96. Okay. For for them, uh, I think the scale of what they tried to achieve yeah. alone is is. I mean, I look what we how we were uh, oh. reacting in Infinity War, and this movie is like Infinity War times three. Yeah, you know, um, it's the the all the scenes all uh, across the different uh, uh, sets with the New York, and then with uh, you know, Vormir and uh, you know everything. I mean. And it's not just that, but they made it look so good. It's it's so amazing. It looks so good. This uh, they they were doing shots in this movie. They didn't do in Infinity War, and I we we praised their directing very very highly in Infinity War. And I I know some people have problems, but I know we didn't. Uh, and they even like showed us young Michael Douglas, and he, that CGI was like perfect, just like young Robert Downey Jr. Like they nailed it uh, yet again. Yeah. Yeah, the directing here was just uh, some of the shots. I mean, it was like it was ripped directly off of a comic book page. Yeah, you know. Um, but they, I mean, it was it was colorful. It it was bright. It was dark when it needed to be. Uh, the contrast alone in in the the um, color palette was just amazing. I think the cinematography really stood out here. Uh, I mean, they came to play, and and yeah. Yeah. tell you what they they're not going to get a, an award nomination for this movie yeah, obviously they but should, they deserve they deserve it, it but and, <sighs> yeah. so no. anyway uh sarah what is your grade for the directing 
94. 94. Okay. Uh, Raker. I'm usually harsh on directors, but I'm, I'm giving it a 97 just because of the accomplishment. Wow. Yeah, just the accomplishment of it's just unbelievable to take 21 movies and be able to, even if you didn't direct all of them individually, you know, to show that you understood them all, you understood the characters and all, you understood all the stories involved. Like, it's Everything just that ties in. Yeah, like, that's just brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Jacob, for sure. Uh, I gave it a 95. Uh, yeah. yeah. the oh. I blew it out of the park. Like, they're going to go down alongside this movie in the history yeah. books for their success. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this movie is, uh, you know, yes, this is going to be synonymous basically with them, you know, as, yeah. as their, their career. It, they'll, they'll always have this being referenced, I think. Yep. Yeah, this will be their peak in, of accomplishments. Um, would you, would you give it Michael sixty seven? Uh, yeah, I give it a six. Uh, I give it a sixty seven. Yeah, I give it sixty seven. Sixty seven. It doesn't. Yeah. It, well, no, not else. Ninety seven. Ninety six. Ninety six. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so and in I fact, was the low pull on that one. Yeah. I think I was like give it ninety four. Yeah. Oh, ninety four. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Right. I'm the dragger. So the overall grade for that one is a ninety five. Uh, so let's move on to special effects where I think we can Oof. all agree they really shine. I honestly, I have a hard time even thinking of a single shot in this movie that is, is bad. Really. Seriously. Um, yeah, right. So yeah. Uh, I gave it a 97. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that they did. I mean, it's a $400 million budget. They have the money to play with. <laughs> they be- it better come through. And that's estimated. I mean, who knows? It could have been 500 million for all we know. Um, but the special effects were just out of this world. Everything looked amazing. I don't think there's a single shot in this entire movie with special effects that I thought, mm, that's a bit subpar. It all looked exactly like what a four or $500 million budgeted movie would have. And right. it was great. So, Sarah, what did you give it? 98. Okay. And um, I contemplated giving it 100. Yeah, so did I. I did. I, I Yeah. Yeah. I probably should just should have. Um, of course you should have, Michael, but you didn't. As no, usual. I, I did you. Uh, Raker, what did you I give mean, it? Ninety nine. Ah, you didn't I, either. Yeah, I just like you know, like like Sarah just said, like I contemplate giving a hundred, but the only thing I had an issue with was there was a couple like in during the fight scene when you know Thanos's army was coming in. There was a couple little jerky movements I noticed okay. uh, with some of his, you know, warriors, if you will. Yeah. So. You know, and I know that's impossible to, you know what I mean, to construct that many yeah. monsters. I, I get it. I, I completely understand. But, you know, all it takes is for me to see one hair out of place. Um, you know, you're not <laughs> you're not going to get the hundred. So, uh, but it was, also... you know, I'll be honest. It's the best special effects I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> In any movie. Fantastic. You know what I mean? And yeah. So that's that. Like, it's amazing. Jacob. Uh, yeah. Jacob. What did you get? Yeah, I, uh, I'm the, I'm for sure the low ball on this one. Uh, 94. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there were like, like you said, Riker, I, there were like a little things yeah. here and there, nothing, anything big yeah. or crazy. It's stuff that clearly didn't need to have that extra attention. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, what was that? Hank Pym's hair uh-huh. when he was yeah. young yeah, was right. a little off to uh, me. He's, okay. He's not wrong. It was, it just, 
it, it uh-huh. just didn't. Something was a little off with it, and it like a little anime. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it was like Farrah Fawcett meets Goku from Dragon Ball Z. It's like <laughs> oh it, it looked like it was about to go crazy. It's kind of well, leading Pete Rose, but okay. <laughs> Pete Rose, freaking oh man, haircut. but but yeah, like all in all, like you guys said, it's just fantastic. Like yeah. there's really not a whole lot yeah. like best effects i think i've seen in any movie because ever just, yeah, yeah ever yeah i'm I, I cannot wait to see a movie try to come on par with this movie when it comes yeah. to special effects because that'll probably yeah. be about yeah even the hulk who is always cgi in these marvel movies um this is the best rendering i've seen yet oh yeah, yeah. He looked you really know i mean it got to the point where you didn't even think about it. there was a mistake in his movement or whatever, you know what I mean? It just became so natural. It yeah. was like, wow. I think it was because they made him more Ruffalo-esque. I think yeah, that's why it was, so. yeah, I think that's why it was a little more fluid. Uh, but still, you know, that was, that was pretty impressive. That's more, more than impressive, actually. I was blown away. Okay. Yeah. I want to see it in 3D. I, I think I want to see it in 3D. I might take my daughter to see it in 3D. I uh, think we're going to go see it oh, as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm really wanting to. Yeah. I went and saw it in 3D, and the only problem is that yeah. when you cry, your glasses fog up. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't cry. That's the one so. downside. I never cry. That's You're right, just right. stone-hearted. I've, no I've never, soul. I've never cried in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, pacing. So... Uh, you know, I gave it a 90. Um, I think, mm. I think pacing is one thing this movie could have done yeah. a little better job at. Now, I don't have a problem with the beginning being a little slower. That's not really where I fault this. I do think that there are uh, pacing issues a little bit in the middle of the movie when they're, they're basically jumping back and forth across the different times. And it, it feels here and there like they could have cut out a little bit i feel like if they were to cut out about six or seven minutes of this movie it would have been about perfect for me mm. uh, but that could have come yeah, out around I the agree. middle section i think the beginning was fine for me the middle section cut out a little bit the end perfect don't have to touch a thing um, so i'll give it a 90 yeah. um sarah what about you I gave pacing an 87 and yeah. it's basically for that middle chunk when they're going through the different timelines. And it's not because any of it's bad. It's just because I feel the stop and go of the pacing mm. as we're going through the different timelines. So that's well, the only reason I gave it an 87. Okay. Uh, Jacob. Uh, I gave it an 89. Uh, like, like everyone has said so far that there, there definitely was some stuff I think could have been slightly cut or adjusted in the middle section reassembled yeah like maybe just if it would have i don't know maybe instead of going from uh what's it the new battle of new york straight to asgard maybe going to one of the other passings i don't know like maybe if that would have adjusted something made it feel a little less but definitely something could have been adjusted there but mm-hmm. all in all still just really Really fantastic. Okay. Um, and Raker, you're great. Give it a 90. I'm usually pretty hard on pacing, but 90 is a pretty high score for me. But I agree with everything everyone said so far. You know, yeah, the beginning was a little sluggish, uh, a little long. You know, they could have probably removed a couple minutes there, in my opinion. 
And there, I, you know, I mean, the three hours went by quickly. Yes. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like all in all, I think you probably could have removed at least 10 minutes from this movie and still would have had a fantastic movie. You know what I mean? Did everybody not get up through the whole movie? I never got up. No way. Never got up. Never. Never. Nope. Me neither. Nope. nope. All troopers not. here. That's right. Yep. That's the way to do it. All right. Um, so let's go to rewatchability. Um, I gave it a, a uh, <laughs> I gave it a 98. Um, oh, there Michael finally busts out the big guns. I see. That's right. Um, so I gave it, I gave it a 98. I just feel like this is a movie that is almost infinitely rewatchable period. Just pop it in any time, any day, whatever, watch it. <laughs> Anytime uh, you got three hours to kill. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Sarah. Uh, I gave my rewatchability a 90. That's high for you for this movie. Yes, because my rewatchability, like, I don't often rewatch movies very often. So. Enter Labyrinth. Yeah, that one I've seen, like, over 300 times. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I that's believe just, that, actually. That's ridiculous. It's, oh, it's absolutely true. I, com- like, I, used to, I completely believe that. I used to, like, I can't fall asleep unless I have something on the TV, and that was, yep. like, my go-to for, yeah. like, most of my oh, teenage years. <laughs> good call. Good call. But, yeah, 90. Okay. All right, and uh, Jacob, uh, I gave rewatchability a hundred. There wow. it is. Dun, dun, dun. That's one of the rare one hundreds we've ever had. Yeah, I mean, I there's so many things I need to rewatch and see little details. <laughs> right. Like I just yeah. I need to see more. I need to yeah. notice little things I may not have picked up on already. And it's it's the culmination of everything: <laughs> the comedy, the action, the. Yeah emotion like instead of oh if you got three hours to kill make three hours <laughs> to watch this movie yeah, because, true. like that's just yeah uh, being a, a big comic book fan like Ooh, this is thank God, uh, there's, there's two of us in here yeah like just especially like with some of the scenes that were just great like the nod to Namor that they made and you know what oh, I miss the that. earthquake the earthquake yeah uh yeah yep. yeah wow, that, it's that. alluded to be atlantis resurging yeah, well, yeah. I, i'd love to see that movie by the way uh, i think he's gonna be the villain from black panther 2 i hope so i pray that'd to god he is. Of, that'd be really cool but that would be yeah cool. i just i want to see more details that i may have missed and i want to and like everything that even though you know it's gonna happen i know it's gonna be more impactful the more you see it because it's like you know it's coming but you can't do anything about it. You're gonna it. die at the end. You can't stop it. <laughs> right. You're gonna cry again and again. That's yeah. right. Like it's just I would. Different. I would literally pay a hundred dollars for this DVD right now. Damn. <laughs> this will yeah, be seriously. one of the few steelbooks that I yeah. and like. I'm yeah. more than like gonna get it on steelbook because I oh, just. Yeah. The only problem I have is I don't know if they do steelbooks in 4K. Not sure. You know what? Good point. And I want to make sure I have it in 4K. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, you have to have it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, all right. But yeah. So, so you gave it that, and, uh, and Raker, you gave it a, you gave it what? I can't believe you freaking almost forgot about me, Michael. I almost did. <laughs> we know what he gave it. I gave it a 99. Okay. What? Not 100? Yeah. The elusive hundo, as I say in the classroom. <laughs> the elusive hundo. No one gets the elusive hundo. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm dying to see it again a second time. Yeah. Uh, at first I thought I wouldn't be, it was, I thought it was so impactful, this movie that I was like, I just need to 
relax for a week or two and then go see it. And then I'm like, no, I want to see it again right this second. Like, I just, I'm dying to see this movie again. I can't wait to take my daughter this weekend. Like, I'm I'm struggling right now not seeing it during this week. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, for it. I saw oh, it twice. I saw it the day after that we went to see it. So, yeah. That morning. Final thoughts, Michael? Final uh, thoughts. My final thoughts on this, and I'll, I'll give our grades out. Our <clears throat> final thoughts uh, is that this movie is just something else. I, I, you know, this movie was shot with IMAX cameras. This movie was shot with <laughs> IMAX cameras all the way, and it makes yeah. a difference. And wow. um, it's something that I don't know that we'll ever see again. A combination of 22 films. You know and even You're though right. we're going to get a phase two, or not a phase two, and another era. Right. Nothing, I, I think, to a, I, nothing is ever going to touch this one. This is the first no, time around. I don't around. think so either. I don't think it'll ever be this good again. Yep, I think you're right. So I think you're right. I, me personally, I would just like to, and I have this written down. I would like to just thank Marvel for, yeah. you know what I mean? Just the fact that they were able to take my childhood, you know, because I started reading comic books when I could read, <laughs> and I read a lot of these comic books. You know, the fact that they were able to have it all translated onto film finally, you know what I mean, is just, it's just wow. I, you know, I, I'm, if I'm in tears, it's because I'm just so happy that I was able to finally see it. I mean, for those of us that are comic geeks, sounds like Jacob is. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, every time they came out with a comic book based movie, there was corny effects, corny this, junky this. You know, it would be released. It'd be off the theaters in a week because it was so bad. No one ever took them seriously. And now, finally, you know, I'm age 44. Finally, at the age of 44, and I started reading comics at six years old, I can finally, you know what I mean, say they did it. You know what I mean? They finally were able to make something at this scale and this grand into a, you know, cinematic masterpiece in my and, opinion. And and it's and it's the most popular movie in the entire yeah, planet. And, yeah, right. All those times, you know, people picked on me for reading comic books and all that stuff, you know, even at this old age, you know, I want to say to myself, well, I must not be the only one because the movies that are based on these comic books are the biggest selling things in the world. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. I'm obviously not alone. Hey, the rise of the geek. That's right. Finally. Yeah. That's right. It's cooler to be a geek than it is to be a jock anymore. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Right. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, you know, yeah. comic book movies. Marvel, I mean, yeah, uh, Marvel. Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So, you know, it's like, yep, yeah, being a geek, being a nerd, that's, that's the way to go. You know, that's just. Yeah. yeah. Love it. All right, so let's get tally up the grades here. Um, so huh. overall, our script grade is a ninety-four. Uh, acting is a ninety-five. Or I'm sorry, ninety-six. Uh, directing is a ninety-five. Special effects are ninety-seven. Pacing is an eighty-nine. Rewatchability is a ninety-seven. Uh, overall, uh, my grade overall is a ninety-four. Sarah, you're a ninety-four. Raker, you're a ninety-six. And Jacob, you're sure. a, you're a ninety-three. For a oh, grand man. overall average of a 94 for Oof. Avengers Endgame, which is pretty substantial. Well, deserves. Yeah. well what's, it, what's it at in RT right now? It is, I believe, at a 96%, if I'm wow. not mistaken. Okay, so we're, we're not far ball. off, but we are definitely lowballing a little bit here. Yeah. I mean, when these critics, who are usually pretty harsh, especially on comic movies, yeah. you know what I mean, are giving it higher scores than we are. Ouch. It's actually it's actually at a ninety five percent. It dropped down. Oh, like, is it really? Yeah, oh, it dropped okay. down to 1%. For, from critics. Yep, 
okay. So we're pretty on point then. Yeah, we are. We yeah. are. It's an averaging. It's averaging an eight point three out of ten, average per critic, review. Okay. So there you go. Uh, 416. Yeah, Michael, I, think, I think you said it best, man. Like, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this again. Like, Not just like this it's... entire experience. Like, I will remember as long as I live the night I went and saw this movie. Yes. I really believe. I, I really do. believe that. I do. I agree. I really believe that. Like, I can remember when I finally saw the Star Wars Episode One. Like, I remember that whole night very vividly, even though the movie sucked. Um, <laughs> you know, but I can remember it just because mm-hmm. of the experience of it. You yep. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And this is I... this is that type of movie. Yeah. You know, other than Michael was sitting next to me, that kind of sucked. But other than that, I mean, I know, it was right? a great, it was a great viewing. I really, I really brought your experience down. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that might make me curious about the next movies that might try and put up a competition is seeing what they do with the new Fox properties they have. Ah, uh, you know what? If Fantastic anything could, four. yeah. If anything could truly satisfy my geekdom, is would be X Men because that's where I started. Oh. If they could do X Men right, oh my god! Well, I I I don't have any qualms about how I know they can handle X Men. I mean, we've had some pretty pretty good X Men movies up to this point. Depends on which ones. We need. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends on which ones. We have yet to get a truly good Fantastic Four. Uh, that's yeah. the one I want to see done right because it has yet to be. Yeah, like, that's true. Like we, we've gotten some really good X Men based movies up to this point, like Logan and Deadpool one and two, and mm-hmm. just true. I, I I I want to see that's the true. especially with the the next phase of marvel going galactic i want to see them get their hands on the fantastic four universe and mm. bring that into marvel cinematic universe and do it right yeah i guess eternals is what we're getting next so yep. yeah well, that, yeah that one is one of the interesting ones. yeah Angela always... Jolie. yeah that's the I only know. name i know that's gonna be in it that's, <laughs> that's a pretty big name uh, all right, everyone. Uh, I guess that's it. We're wrapping up here our review of Avengers Endgame. Uh, if you guys would like to write in, let us know what you think about our review. Did we score too high? Did we score too low? Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, you can send it in to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. Send your emails in to us that way. You can contact Sarah on Twitter and uh, yell at her about Labyrinth. Uh, which mm. and her, how bright I am well, I was and just that say, Labyrinth is the best thing in the world make sure you let her know how much Labyrinth is awful only because Raker said so right so that's right Raker's just gonna come on Twitter and just hate team, me team Raker that's right <laughs> team Raker versus team Sarah team, team Raker versus team Sarah what side are you on that's right <laughs> all right uh all right everyone i'm, I'm actually gonna be the next uh whatever his name is and instead of bowie it's gonna be the elf king or whatever his name is oh uh <laughs> that's me now the next malekith goblin king that's right I oh, the next oh yeah yeah yeah. i get what you're saying just completely in spite of sarah <laughs> yeah I, i'm auditioning that's right just make <laughs> sure I, okay this is a huge side note but uh someone pointed out to me the other day that i've never seen i've watched this movie like i said 300 times and i never noticed that when they're going into the castle there's fucking like a crate of milk set out in front of the door he gets like milk delivered to the goblin city like what yep <laughs> like, oh, it's well, the of most course obscure he does. silly Freaking. thing i've ever seen yes it is 
I mean, that's kind of David Bowie for you. Yeah, right. Hopping around his leotards and what? uh, Good God! The best thing in the world. Go with 1987 RoboCop, but anyway. All right. All right. Everyone. All right. Yes, we digress. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to us uh, ramble on about a many subjects, obviously. <laughs> and uh, we'll see. All valid. Oh, and yeah. And I'll be back for Godzilla. Yes. Yeah. You'll be back for Godzilla. Uh, Jacob, thanks for joining us for this review. Yes. Glad I could be on. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Right, see you. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanich. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin MacLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin MacLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can also find the attribution in the episode description as well.